0: Welcome everyone to the score fantasy football podcast. I'm your host, Justin Boone, the lead fantasy analyst at the score. It is a gloomy Friday afternoon. Certainly not the best way to finish the week off here. And I got some bad news for you. The injury situations for week 13. They're going to make things even worse. There's just a ton of players missing practices, a lot of statuses up in the air. And because of my schedule, I actually have to record early Friday afternoon. So I can't even wait until we get all the practice updates from the West Coast teams today, but I'll run through everything. I'll tell you how I'm feeling about it and what I'm expecting to happen and how I'll be approaching these guys, really whichever way things end up going. So let's start with quarterbacks. Baker Mayfield, he injured his ankle last week managed to get back in the game, managed to play through it, and he's been full practices all week, so really no concerns there, though one of his top wideouts, he was downgraded yesterday, but we're going to talk about that when we get to receivers, and as long as the Bucks are healthy, we know Baker can be a, a solid streamer play for fantasy. A bit of a similar situation with Kenny Pickett, he was also dealing with an ankle injury last week, full practices for him as well since, and he's set to start as usual, and listen, I don't love the idea of using Pickett, but You could play him in a pinch here. I mean, six teams on by, you might not have a better option. And Pickett threw for a season high 278 yards in his first game without Matt Canada last week. And the Cardinals defense, they're rolling into town. That's a good matchup. So you could do worse than Pickett as a QB streamer. Jake Browning on the Bengals, so he's dealing with a wrist issue. It's been full practices for him this week, so he's fine. And the best way to attack the Jags' defense is through the air. Plus, he might be getting T. Higgins back this week. So, Browning is a deeper streamer option, mid-to-low-end QB2. Will Levis, so he was limited with an ankle injury Wednesday, and there was a video of him kind of like laboring around on his rollouts a bit, but he's back to full practices. He's going to be out there, and he really hasn't done much fantasy-wise you know, since that first big start that he had there with what was it, four touchdowns. The Colts defense, they're playing a bit better here too, so not really the same matchup that you thought it might be a month or two ago, and Levis, just not a great fantasy option by any means. And then Dorian Thompson Robinson on the Browns so he's in concussion protocol didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday haven't seen his Friday update yet but all signs are pointing towards Joe Flacco getting the start including Amari Cooper just singing Flacco's praises he said when Flacco drops back and lets it go it's like poetry in motion and I know some people are going to laugh at that but Flacco does throw a nice ball and remember last year Some of the Jets players like Garrett Wilson, they seem to prefer Joe Flacco to Zach Wilson because sometimes just having that competent quarterback who knows what he's doing. Sometimes that's better than having the inexperienced young quarterback, even if the young quarterback might have more talent in theory. So I'm kind of intrigued by Flacco this week. And the truth be told, I'm in the second round of the playoffs in the Scott Fishbowl and I've lost Anthony Richardson and Ryan Tannehill, obviously not starting anymore. I have Jalen Hurts as my top quarterback, but I need a second one in the super flex spot. And I'm deciding between Flacco and Levis, And probably Bailey Zappi. I think Bailey Zappi is going to get the start now for the Patriots. And at the moment, I have Flacco with the highest projection in that group. The Browns have a good system. I think Flacco should have an okay day with those weapons in Cleveland. And I'm not expecting big things, but... Just a serviceable quarterback to fantasy performance, that would be good enough. And that's what I think we're going to get from him this week. Moving on to running backs, Travis Etienne, he left last week's game for a bit with that chest injury, and we had a real mix of news about it on Thursday. So the Jags, they don't play until Monday night, which made Thursday's practice. That was their first of the week. And before practice, Doug Peterson came out and said that Etienne was day to day and he was feeling better. So you think, okay, that's great news. And then we had a report that Etienne wasn't out there for the media portion of practice. So people started to panic on Twitter. Then it turns out he was listed as limited. He wasn't a DNP. He actually did practice yesterday. And he spoke to reporters and he said it's actually a rib issue and that he does plan to play. And he was all smiles in that interview. So I'm not really worried about his availability this week unless, of course, unless something changes or he aggravates it in practice or something. I do think that it is a smart move to go out and get his backup, Dearness Johnson, and I mentioned that on Monday's show, I mentioned that on Wednesday's show, so now we're three for three talking about Dearness Johnson this week, certainly somebody that you should be stashing on your bench. Jonathan Taylor, we know his story, another one that we went over in detail over the last couple episodes. Uh, Zach Moss, he's going to take the reins. And with the volume that I'm projecting for Moss, similar to what he had early in the season, he is a very strong RB1 play this week. Uh, The Dolphins back. So Raheem Mostert, he was off on Wednesday, just a normal vet rest day. And then limited on Thursday. I expect that he'll be a full go on Friday. Either way. I don't really get why people overreact to the Wednesday practice reports when you have guys like Mostert or Tyree Kill, They often miss those Wednesday practices. It's just rest days. So Mostert's going to be out there this week. What we didn't know until today was whether Devon Achan would be back this week. And he had been limited in practice. He tweaked his knee a couple of weeks ago. You all know about that. And he missed some more time. But Mike McDaniel, he cleared things up for us today. He said Achan is going to be playing. And I would guess that they're still going to be cautious with him, try to avoid another setback here. So I don't think that he's going to get a massive workload. They're also nine and a half point favorites against the commanders. So they don't really need to overwork him in this one, probably. And Jeff Wilson's a quality depth option there too. So Mostert, a low end RB1, A-Chan as a low-end RB2. Both those guys have massive upside in a matchup like this. I'm not saying that they're going to put up 70 like they did against the Broncos, but they could go off in this game for sure. And then Jeff Wilson, he could be a deep flex. Maybe if they get up big... Maybe they'll let Wilson ice the game and not tax those other two guys. You know, instead of risking HN having another aggravation, why not let Wilson get out there and handle it at the end of the game? But I'll be playing HN wherever I have him. So if you're questioning whether you should put him in your lineup, I'm going to be putting him in all my lineups where I have him. I don't think he needs that huge workload to have a Monster Fantasy Day. Uh, David Montgomery. So he was limited early in the week with a foot issue. He's back to full practices. He's good to go as a high end RB2. I have Jameer Gibbs in that same range of my rankings they're basically trading drives Gibbs being the more explosive player Montgomery having a bit more touchdown upside Montgomery's old teammates on here too so DeAndre Swift he was limited with an ankle issue on Wednesday he's back to full practices though so no problems there just a tough matchup with the 49ers ahead on Sunday and that makes Swift more of a mid to low end RB2 this week. Brees Hall, he's been limited all week with a hamstring injury. I think he's still likely to play, but I'm not going to write that one in permanent marker just yet. You know, we'll see what he can do in Friday's practice before we actually slot him into all of our lineups. And the crazy thing is that, His backups, Dalvin Cook and Izzy Abanacanda, they're also dealing with injuries. Cook had a shoulder issue. Uh, Robert Salas said that he's probably going to be fine to play, though. And then Abanacanda, he's missed two practices with an illness so far this week. So hopefully he can get back out there Friday. Normally, when guys are sick early in the week, they end up playing on the weekend. But summing it all up here... I'm projecting that all three backs are going to be active for the Jets. Hamstring injuries are the most worrisome by far. We'll have to monitor Hall on Friday. And if he plays, especially with Tim Boyle at quarterback, it's hard to move Hall any higher than like that low end RB2 area this week. He basically needs a big play to get home for fantasy defenses are just keying in on the run game there and the injuries to the offensive line that's made it just so hard for Hall to deliver. The Packers, so another team here with multiple running backs ailing. Aaron Jones, he continues to not practice with the knee injury. Don't think he's going to be out there this week. And his replacement, A.J. Dillon, he was DNP limited with a groin injury the first two practices before week 13. So Dillon trending towards playing, but he's not 100 percent and it's not a great matchup with the Chiefs either. So that makes Dillon just a low end RB2 or high end RB3. Might even see Patrick Taylor get some added snaps this week. Ezekiel Elliott. So he's been limited with a thigh issue. This is a new one this week, and I don't think it's going to impact his availability, but it is another reason why I've pushed from Andre Stevenson back up into the RB1 ranks. Stevenson, he's really been coming on lately, and I like how things are setting up for him with a friendly opponent in the Chargers. And then you get Bailey Zappi inching towards the start here and Zappi all about checking down to Stevenson. So that's going to boost his numbers up. Kareem Hunt, he was DNP to a groin injury on Wednesday, got up upgraded to limited on Thursday. So seems like he's going in the right direction and he should play. And Could be a sneaky beneficiary of Flacco starting. Flacco really doesn't mind checking down to guys like Hunt, so could see a bunch of targets in the backfield this week there. That makes Hunt an intriguing RB3 as long as he is healthy. Jerome Ford, he's remaining as a fringe low-end RB2. Jarek McKinnon, he's also dealing with a groin issue, and he went DNP and then limited over the last couple days, so gives him a shot to play. Just a long shot to return fantasy value, though. Hasn't been a very memorable year year for the 31-year-old running back in Kansas City. Jordan Mason, he hasn't practiced the first two days this week due to hamstring injury, so more reason to stash Elijah Mitchell on the 49ers just in case something happens to Christian McCaffrey down the stretch. And Kendra Miller on the Saints, he's been DNP, DNP so far this week. He's likely going to miss another one due to that ankle injury. Not that it really changes much for fantasy, but Alvin Kamara, he should see a ton of volume with those receiver injuries in New Orleans. And you know what? Let's just get to receivers now. We could start with the Saints. Why not? It's a big story this week. So, Michael Thomas already on IR. And then you have Chris Olave get placed in concussion protocol after last week's game. He's been limited in practice this week. We'll see if he can get up to a full practice on Friday, but this is at least giving him a chance to be cleared to play. And I've said this before, most players this season they remain in the protocol through the next game, but we've seen a few get cleared within a week. Not impossible that it happens for Olave, but the odds are still against him. And then his teammate, Rashid Shahid, he's dealing with a thigh injury, hasn't allowed him to practice at all on Wednesday or Thursday. And reports have really indicated that he's probably going to miss this game. So it's possible the Saints could be without all three of their top receivers in Olave, Thomas, and Shahid in week 13. And that would vault the rookie AT Perry up into a bigger role. It would make him a wide receiver four flex for fantasy. And then guys like Keith Kirkwood and Lynn Bowden, they would be deep dart throws. And the real value would go to Kamara, who we've seen have these huge workloads already this season at times. And then the tight ends, Taysom Hill, he's a top five play at tight end this week, rushing, receiving. He's going to be a big part of the game plan. And then Juwan Johnson, he saw a season-high seven targets last week. He caught four for 45. He's in the mix to lead the team in receiving, and he's always a threat to score, too. So Johnson, a low-end, tight-end one play, that's, of course, assuming that Alave and Shahid are out. If Olave does get cleared, then Perry becomes a risky flex. Kirkwood and Bowden, they'd be off the board. Kamara still an RB1. Hill still a tight end one. And Johnson becomes more of a streamer option there. Tyree Kill, we already covered. He did seem to tweak his ankle last week in the game, but he played through it. He was DNP limited the last two days in practice. No real concerns about him. Plus, he's chasing history. He's going to try to be out there every single week. He's trying to get to 2,000 receiving yards. And he's actually on pace to do it, which is wild. Keenan Allen. So this one... I wish we would have been able to wait until later in the day to record because then we'd know more about Alan the Friday practice, it's going to be very telling for him. He hasn't practiced yet this week with a quad injury. And sometimes we've already talked about some of these other guys, right? Sometimes that's just letting a star player get as healthy as possible. And then you get them out there to do a little bit of something on Friday. And then they suit up on Sunday. This one seems like there's a little more worry to it. So it's not guaranteed that Allen's going to be active yet. I'm penciling him in as a wide receiver one this week. If he can't go, Then it's going to be chaos for the Chargers because Quinton Johnston, he can't be trusted as anything more than a dart throw flex for fantasy. Jalen Guyton, he would be the best receiver option for fantasy. I would rank him the highest of the bunch there, but even he's just a flex play. And it would kind of turn into a saint style situation where Austin Eckler would pick up more work. And then the tight ends, Gerald Everett and Dal Parham, they would see their value rise quite a bit. And Everett potentially would become a low end tight end one at that point. But I mean, let's hope that Allen's out there on Friday and we just avoid that scenario because I don't want to have to rank it without Allen active, uh, the Eagles receivers. So a bunch of minor things here, AJ Brown, he's been limited with a thigh, Devonta Smith, Julio Jones with knee injuries. All three should play, likely just maintenance days ahead of this big matchup with the 49ers. Tank Dell, he scared us all with that mispractice on Wednesday. He was dealing with a calf injury, but he's been back out there the last two days, so he should be fine this week. And then his teammate, Noah Brown, he logged multiple limited practices, so he's nearing a return from that knee injury that's kept him out. I would be cautious about using him this week if he plays. Just don't expect those kind of huge numbers that we saw from him a month or so. He's not 100%. And then you have Dell and Collins back now, so I don't think we're going to see the massive performances that we saw from him earlier in the season. He would just be a risky flex play if he's out there. Cooper Cup. So he seemed to be bothered by another ankle injury last week, but he's been practicing in full this week. So he's going to play. I don't love the matchup with the Browns and he's probably not a hundred percent. So he's more of a wide receiver too. in this one on the other side, in that game, Amari Cooper, he seemed to get banged up last week and he's missed some practice, but there's no real worries about him missing the game. And with Flacco under center, I know Flacco's more of a safe quarterback, but Cooper talking him up, that tells me that he likes what he sees and that Flacco is probably getting him the ball a lot in practice. So I'm optimistic that Cooper is going to be a boomer bust wide receiver three this week. And I think we could see a boom game from him. Deontay Johnson, he missed practice Thursday with an illness. I fully expect that he'll have time to recover before the game this weekend. He's a wide receiver three option. Marquise Brown. So he logged three straight DNPs this week. He's still dealing with that heel injury that caused him to miss some practice last week. But remember, he played and produced in that game six for 88 and Cardinals head coach Jonathan Gannon. He said that Brown's trending in the right direction to play this week. So they're just getting him some time to heal up, which of course, I mean, no pun intended on that one, but it's a weird one. I expect that he's going to be active. And then the other Arizona wideout that's been hurt, Michael Wilson, he's going to miss another game with that shoulder injury. So all that promise that he was showing before Kyler got back, he just hasn't really had a chance to see what he can do with Kyler in the lineup, which is unfortunate. But that means Greg Dorsch, he's going to be a solid wide receiver for flex play. Rondo Moore, a deeper flex option. And their value is also going to be tied to whether Trey McBride is going to play or not, which we're going to get to that in a second. T Higgins. So he's been out with hamstring and ankle issues. He was back to a limited practice. He said that the plan is to play on Monday night. So now he's coming back to a team. He's not going to have Joe Burrow. That's going to hurt things for Higgins. He's going to be more of a a boomer bust wide receiver three. And his return might make it harder for Chase to hit his ceiling outcomes because Chase needs that volume to get by with Browning under center. And if Higgins does play Tyler Boyd, he's off the radar for fantasy. You could drop him. Jaden Reed on the Packers, another one of these guys who missed two practices to begin the week, but he was back out there on Friday. Always seemed like he was going to play. I didn't really hear any concern coming out of Green Bay. We can't lock it in yet, of course, but he was out there practicing today. Packers training staff, they can be cautious sometimes. We know that, but I'm keeping reading the rankings until we hear definitively otherwise, and I don't think that's going to be the case. Now, the risk of a re-injury when you have a chest or a rib issue like this, that's a little worrisome so read more of a wide receiver 4 flex than a wide receiver 3 where i had him ranked initially with watson and dobbs they're going to be in a similar range it's all going to be kind of in that wide receiver 4 flex territory and that's because it's a bad matchup against that chiefs pass defense and then green bay's other rookie wideout tavian wicks he's been limited he's trying to get back from that knee injury that held him out last week not somebody that i'd use even if he's playing but he's had some surprising production as a fourth receiver they like to get him involved when he is out There. And it's worth noting that Christian Watson's big game last week, it came with Wick's sidelines. So Watson, he might be getting healthier. That's also part of it. He dealt with some injuries of his own earlier this season, but. Still not a fan of this matchup here for the Packers wideouts against the Chiefs corners. Chris Godwin. So he was a new addition to the injury report on Thursday. He was listed as limited with a neck issue. You never like to see that, especially when it's an injury that he dealt with already this year. So you wonder, did he aggravate something? Plus, they've already called him a game time decision. So a legit chance that Godwin doesn't play this week. If he does he hasn't really been that productive recently. So he's down in the wide receiver three flex range. If he's out, then Trey Palmer, the rookie, he gets a bump up and he would become a risky flex. And Kate Otten at tight end, he would become a more interesting streamer. Either way, you're firing up Mike Evans as a very, very strong wide receiver one for fantasy. We've got Jerry Judy and Marvin Mims Jr. on the Broncos here. Uh, Judy, he was DNP limited with a groin issue. Mims has been limited, limited with a hamstring. Based on what we've seen from them so far this year, Judy's a wide receiver four flex. Mims is a dart throw. But I will say... There is some reason for hope for these guys down the stretch and it's mainly the schedule. They both have some really good matchups coming up and it starts with the Texans this week. They're vulnerable to outside wideouts. So, don't be surprised if we see these guys start to produce, maybe have some better games over the final month or so. DeMario Douglas on the Patriots. So, He hasn't been practicing. He's in the concussion protocol. The first step is you got to get back out there. If you're going to have any chance of playing, you got to be on the practice field. Douglas likely going to miss this game because he hasn't been practicing. And it's kind of ugly in New England. So if you're really desperate, you could look at Devontae Parker Juju Smith-Schuster. They're possibilities, but... You'd have to be down pretty bad to trust them in your lineup, even if it is a good matchup with the Chargers this week, which it is going deeper at receiver. Some quick ones here. Jonathan Mingo. He was listed with an Achilles injury, which that definitely doesn't sound good, but he got back to a full practice today and he has a great matchup against a banged up Buccaneers defense. So Mingo, a wide receiver for flex. He went four for 60 last week. I think we could see something like that again. Traylon Burks, he's back to full practices, so he could be cleared from concussion protocol finally after he missed a few weeks, and he's well off the fantasy radar in redraft at the moment. I want to see him do something before I'm going to get him back in my lineups and even pick him up as a bench stash. That's just where I'm at with him right now. I still have a lot of hope in Dynasty, though. I still think he's a guy that could come through. And then that brings us to tight ends this week. So I mentioned Trey McBride. He started the week DNP limited with a groin issue. He's out there practicing again today. I suspect that he is going to play. And Jonathan Gannon, he said that that week 14 bye, that they're not going to factor that into any injury decision with McBride. So he's still a solid tight end one unless we hear otherwise. Dalton Schultz, he wasn't able to practice at all this week due to a hamstring injury. Now he's been ruled out for the Texans, so... Brevin Jordan, he's the next man up there, and he becomes a streamer option. You know, the faith that we have in CJ Stroud to lift all these guys around him, I think Jordan could be somebody that you want to play. But really, for me, I'm only looking at him in more tight end premium leagues or leagues where you're forced to start two tight ends or something like that, really, really deep leagues, that kind of thing. Dallas Goddard, so he was practicing for the first time in a couple weeks today. The Eagles, I mean, they want to see him come back for this game with San Francisco. He had that forearm injury not sure one practice is going to be enough to get him back in the lineup but it does at least give him a shot more likely to me he's going to sit out one more game and then we'll see him back in week 14. if goddard does go he would be a fringe tight end one if he's out you're not playing any of the other philly tight ends in fantasy especially in this matchup against the 49ers devonta smith deandre swift i talked about it before they're the real winners when goddard misses time Uh, david and joku on the browns injury report It just seems to be rest for him. He'll likely be out there. And I think he's going to be loving Joe Flacco too. I think he's another guy. I mean, Flacco has a history of throwing to his tight end. So Njoku right in the mix is a mid-range tight end one for fantasy. Luke Musgrave, he's out for the Packers. He might not even return this year. That's what they were saying. So Tucker Craft, he's a streamer in deeper formats or tight end premium leagues. Of course, same sort of thing. A Durham Smythe. He's been limited with an ankle injury, but we're getting a little further off the fantasy radar now. No one's playing Durham Smythe. Even in a good matchup with the Commanders, you're not playing Durham Smythe. And then the Panthers, they're going to be without their two top tight ends, Hayden Hurst and Tommy Tremble, now sidelined. So. Ian Thomas, Stephen Sullivan, they're going to take over. Neither's worth using for fantasy. We're talking massive touchdown dependent long shots. No, thanks. No, thanks for me. And that's all for today. I'm calling it there. So make sure you check out Start, Sit, Stash, Quit. That went up over at the score this morning. I'll be back on Sunday morning with the rankings updates and we'll do the Twitter takeover the score account at 1030 a.m. Eastern. But until then, big thanks for following me on Twitter at Justin Boone. Big thanks for listening to the show and we'll see you next time. Said leave on time My baby said leave on time Leave on time with me tonight